the explosive new film, Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost, exposes secrets behind the government's takedown of General Michael Flynn. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. He told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. They had to get rid of Flynn. Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to SalemNow.com. SalemNow.com. Giving you reason in the age of unreason. Always right radio with Bob France and the answer. Okay, 935, and uh, let's push that button to take that out of reverb for me. And uh, thanks for being with us on AM 1420, The Answer. That's much better. Thank you. If you've got comments on the debate last night, bear with me and stay with me. I want to pivot to uh, an interesting story with a local flavor because of the uh, fact that the Cleveland Indians have lost their name and their heritage and more. Uh, But this is about the Washington Commanders in principle. They are being sued, the Washington football team. I don't even call them Commanders other than to read the article. I call them Redskins like I still call the Indians the Indians. But the uh, lawsuit has been filed by the Native American Guardians Association, which is interesting. They filed this lawsuit against the Commanders slash Redskins after the team made allegedly defamatory comments attacking the association's integrity. The suit was filed Monday in the U.S. District Court of North Dakota, and it alleges the Washington football team has a monopoly on the narrative concerning Native American sentiment regarding the name change uh, which stripped uh, the club of the Redskins moniker. The NAGA, the National American Guardians Association, seeking $1.6 million in damages. They are demanding that the team name be returned. Um, Like I said, I find that very interesting because there are a hell of a lot of Indians fans who refuse to call the Cleveland baseball team the Guardians, and they are also demanding that the name be returned. We all know, or most of us know, that the uh, Indians' name was... Um, was um, chosen uh, to honor Chief Louis Sokolexis. It is an actual Native American or a Native uh, American Indian, if you will. And um, uh, the fact that his name and uh, the name was stripped from uh, the ball club is upsetting to a lot of fans. So we're joined now by the Midwest Director of NAGA, uh, the Na- Native American Guardians Association, Billy Deekman, to tell us more about this lawsuit and what the uh, what the real sentiment in the Native American community is. So, Billy, thank you for joining us this morning here in Cleveland, Ohio. How are you? I'm doing great. Thank you. Thank Thank you for coming on. I appreciate it. Tell me who Absolutely. is. Tell me who is or what is the Native American Guardians Association? We're a group of individuals, kind of a grassroots effort that uh, didn't like the way things were heading uh, with the political correctness and the woke cancel culture uh, starting to call all the shots. Uh, we had we actually have defeated the uh, name change movement in the court of law twice uh, concerning Redskins' name, uh, and it was kind of quiet for a while, but then it started sliding again after the George Floyd incident. And uh, Dan Snyder, uh, the former owner, uh, actually, even though we protected that name for uh, a couple decades, uh, it was very clear that uh, he was losing that battle. And the uh, 
his sponsorship turned on him, uh, the woke culture turned on him, and he gave that he gave that name up. So with that goes a lot of history uh, and a lot of people that are really upset about it, uh, us us included. So uh, several people got together and started doing the research and trying to bulletproof the facts of. <clears throat> I love what you said earlier. Nobody names their franchise after something that is despicable to them or that they do not respect. Yeah. <clears throat> and, nobody nobody uh, wants to name their franchise after something that would be mocked, that you know something that you know no. that, that people don't like. Um tell me, you know, wh- as we've gone through this for the last I don't know, 20 years or so, it's really started to ramp up this movement to change the names. I mean, I know the University of Miami in Ohio named uh, went from Redskins to Red Hawks. I know there was um, a high school here in Northeast Ohio, Billy. Uh, Oberlin High School used to be the Oberlin Indians. They dropped Indians about I don't know, 10 years ago and became the, uh, the Phoenix. I mean, there's been this big movement to end... Native American names in the first place, and the biggest one, or one of the biggest offenders in the in the minds of those in the cancel culture who wanted to do this was Redskins, because it's so blatant. Red skin, how dare you identify these people simply by the the appearance of their skin? This was so egregious to them. So tell me, why does Redskins mean so much to you and your tribe and to the NAGA? Well, unfortunately, that was very selective. Uh, uh, journalism, uh, if I can call it that. Uh, basically, it's a hit piece uh, from the mainstream media for uh, over a decade now. Uh, fact is, the term Redskin, this is where Naga uh, believes in the uh, our, our mission being, our mission is to reinstate Native themes, imagery, and history where it's been stripped, and to protect it where it stands. So the term Redskin has been absolutely demonized by the media and that's all that's the only narrative anybody's heard uh fact is redskin has absolutely nothing to do with ethnicity it has everything to do with the elite status symbol of warriors only the only the most elite warriors were allowed to participate in a blood root ceremony uh purification ceremony to paint their skin red for battle now that's the proven that's the special forces if you will back in the day so that status symbol of being a redskin and painting your skin red for battle, and it wasn't just for natives. There were there were there were other races involved in these battles that earned that title and able to become redskin warriors. Wow! The imagery the imagery that the uh, that the uh, redskins had on the side of the helmet is a real person. That's not a mascot. That is Chief Two Guns White Calf. His family is devastated over the loss of this imagery. So we don't have a mascot. We're honoring a true redskin warrior. One of the dudes that, I mean, he was so badass that the the government celebrated this man. The government that really wanted to wipe out and, and eradicate Indian celebrated this man. So I had, um, along I with, had I'm sorry, continue, please. Oh, sorry, continue. Along with them uh, getting rid of the name and the imagery, they flush a hundred years worth of history away as well. So modern day eradication. We are uh, talking with uh, Billy Diekman. Uh, hey, Billy, I think I hear your radio on in the background. There, could you turn the radio down while we're chatting? It'll, it'll help us out a lot. Thank you. 
Um, Billy Diekman is the uh, Midwest Director of NEGA, which is the Native American Guardians Association, or NAGA. I, I did hear that the, uh, the image on the side of the helmet, the, the logo, or the individual was a real person. I did not know who it was. But I was just today years old finding out that red skin meant that they put blood on their they faces when it was time for battle. That this was, this was a, a, a mark, a, a great honor to be able to, to go into battle and, and to fight for your tribe and to, uh, you know, and to defend your land and so forth. No one in the mainstream media has ever let that be known. Everybody assumed it was just describing their skin as being reddish in tint, and therefore it was racist to call them redskins. Yeah, like I said, that, that was a very slanted narrative and inaccurate. So that's what we are fighting, and we are trying to get that out. And it's nice that uh, for the first time in decades, we're getting positive press. They're actually listening to the 90% voice, not the 10%. Well, There's been some well-funded uh, groups that uh, are trying to erase uh, the imagery. Uh, the National Congress of American Indians, for some reason, people fall for the name and think that maybe there's some kind of an authority and it, they're not they are funded by george soros who has been very instrumental in erasing and eradicating native themed schools from uh, the grade school up to the the college and pro levels okay so Billy, we're talking to Billy Diekman uh, with uh, with Naga, the Native American Gardens Association. So you have this lawsuit against the Commanders football team, demanding money. According to the story I'm reading, one point six million dollars in damages. But the real the real demand you're making here is to change the name back. Is that right? Actually, the lawsuit is about the defamation of character for them uh, dismissing us and calling us. Uh, one of the uh, staff members actually. Uh, calling us a, a fake group. Uh, they didn't. They haven't reached out to us. They have not heard us. Well, they've heard us. <laughs> they definitely have heard us because the petition uh, that was launched uh, brought in over a hundred thousand signatures. So they had to take note. But they also uh, got a big call from the National Congress of American Indians, patting them on the back for refusing to return the name back to Redskins at this time. Okay, so, so there's the so there's a couple of elements there. Uh, the the us demanding the name back is because it was it was wrongfully stripped and it was stripped under false pretense and misinformation. We just we actually we're not angry with the uh, new ownership. We just want to reach out to them and be able to have a seat at the table and speak to them and talk to them and be able to educate them on exactly what's what. Okay. So I, I think I have it now, and if I misunderstood it, I do apologize. So you had this petition drive. You earned over 130,000 signatures to change the name back, uh, and, and, and your group organized this. So to dismiss you and your effectiveness in this, somebody within the organization called you a fake group and basically said you guys were not real. Is that And that's why you have this $1.6 million lawsuit for defamation. Yeah. Okay. So... Here's my question: um, Are are you pursuing both of those angles or those agendas right now, or is the uh, the name change something that is uh, that would uh, let me rephrase? 
would changing the name back to Redskins make you drop the multi-million dollar lawsuit or the $1.6 million lawsuit? Are you looking for the name more or for the money over defamation? Well, I re- I'm going to have to take a stab at this because uh, this is something our legal advisors probably would be way better versed on. But uh, we are at, we Naga is more concerned with educating the new ownership in getting them reconnected to Native America. Mm-hmm. We're more interested in that than anything. The lawsuit was just a necessary step because they shut all avenues off and closed the, closed the doors as far as they were concerned with that ship has sailed. And now they so. have to recognize you. Now they have to to uh, to publicly acknowledge your existence. And in this lawsuit, now they have to talk about it. So you're right. That's a very very big part of this. And 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 you don't have to speak for the legal team. Just you know, I'm just kind of asking your opinion. If they if they agreed to switch sure. the name back to Redskins, would you just in your opinion be fine with dropping the lawsuit? Because that would be the goal of what you started with the petition drive in the first place. That's the decision that's above my pay grade. But me personally, absolutely. Yes. If we can educate them and get that back, that's the goal. That's yeah. I mean, it's it's about it's about restoring what's been rightfully stolen and eradicated. And you know, the, our movement is actually way bigger than a team name anywhere. It's about protecting uh, Native culture and history and stopping the eradication of such. So, sports just happens to be a bridge to history. And so every single state in this United States has very, very deep Native American ties. And for that to just be erased because uh, a political movement has decided everything, the narrative in America right now is everything Native is racist, offensive, and must be erased. So in addition to what we've already uh, started with the Redskins, we actually did uh, start a petition for the Cleveland Indians as well, because that's just as wrong. Well, I'm glad you brought that up because I was going to ask you about it. I, I do see uh, a little note in this article with NBC from NBC Montana that says Naga is also responsible for a similar petition calling for the Cleveland Guardians to restore their Indians mascot. There's only about 12,000 signatures on that one thus far. Um, and, and I'm curious because... The, the, in the same way that the media kind of declared that the Redskins mascot and name was racist just because of Redskin, they have also ridiculed not the name Indians as much as their mascot, which, of course, was, was Chief Wahoo. Now, I look at the picture of Chief um, uh, uh, Two Guns White Calf, and I see honor, and I see stoicism, and I see, you know, just a just a you know a, a respected leader uh, in that logo. In fact, Seth just showed me a picture of Chief White Whitecalf um, uh, that looks like it was the one where he posed essentially for what would end up on the side of the Redskins helmet. So he's he's depicted in a very I think a very honorable way, but of course, Chief Wahoo is more of a caricature. It's more of a cartoon. So, do you guys, as you know, Naga, do you, do you see them the same? Why would you, or tell me, tell me why both of these would be something you would be interested in uh, returning? If you put ten people in a room, you cannot get all ten of them to agree on 
any one thing. So when I say this, I speak strictly as myself uh, because other natives have their opinion, and I want to respect those opinions, even if it isn't the same as mine. But I personally feel what is wrong with Chief Wahoo. Uh, why are we not allowed to have animation? Everybody else has. I mean, no, nobody looks at Elmer Fudd and says, well, that's what all white people are like. You know, so I just like, why can't, why isn't there allowed to be fun? Why isn't there allowed to be uh, this light spirit? I absolutely love the image of Chief Wahoo. I personally have a giant necklace that I wear when I feel like it. And I have, uh, I have his uh, patch going onto my Indian's uh baseball jersey so i love it and i don't i just i can't stand that there's all these uh restrictions on our on our heritage from outside forces saying well they can't have that they can't have this they can't have that they need to stay poor out of sight and dependent on the government well, you are outraging right now the radical left cancel culture because you are bringing uh, reason and common good. sense to a discussion that they, you see, the mindset of these people, and I think you probably know this, Billy, the mindset of these people is we, the educated white liberals of America, need to tell the minorities when they're being offended and when they're not because they don't, they're, they're not smart enough to know themselves when they're being offended. So we have to stand up for them. That's what they think. That's why they look at that cartoon of, of, uh, of, 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 a, you know, Chief Wahoo. <clears throat> And they see that as, well, that is completely denigrating Native Americans. They just don't know it, which is why we have to fight their fights for them. Then a guy like you in a group like yours comes up and says, no, you don't, because we know what cartoons and animation is. And you saying what you just said is very different than me saying it, and I have said it. I have pointed to all of the white doofus types of cartoon characters that are considered beloved like homer simpson and peter griffin you just mentioned elmer fudd you know these white characters who are allowed to be animated to be completely embarrassing those are okay but you have an animated native american and well we have to stand up and protect these people from the defamation that they're suffering here that they don't even understand well there's a reason why they're sleeping i'm preparing for battle I love that. I love that. And I and I love what you're doing now. Last question for you, Billy Diekman of Naga. Um, the Washington commanders are issuing statements saying there is no way they're not even considering going back uh, to the to the Redskins moniker. As a matter of fact, because of the woke cancel culture that you referenced at the beginning of our conversation all across the country, I can't imagine the National Football League would ever go back to it, even though what you just said is factually accurate about uh, uh, Chief uh, uh, Whitecalf, Two Guns Whitecalf, um, they're not going to do it because the perception is still going to be that the logo is racist and that the name Redskins is racist. I cannot see the the woke NFL ever caving in on this. So considering that they won't, what's your next step? Our number one goal is still going to be able to, is going to be uh, getting a seat at the table and actually speaking to the new ownership. If we can show them the facts and the figures that have stood up in the court of law and educate them, maybe they can advocate for their own, their own team and their franchise. And 
field stand up to the NFL because the NFL, if you're going to put Black Lives Matters on your on your field and uh, then turn around and take away our identity, what what are you really accomplishing? Are you, are you fighting racism by eradicating by praising one race and uh, eradicating another? The NFL is backwards on this, and it would it would take uh, a group like the Josh Harris group to be able to stand up to the NFL and say, "Hey, look, this only makes sense. Give it back." Because right now the NFL has zero problems with the Buffalo Bill, the Buffalo Bills team, and their helmet. They used to be the Buffalo All American. They changed yeah. their name to honor the Buffalo Bill Cody. And if you look at their helmets, the side on the side of that, uh, on the side of their helmets, that buffalo has a blood stripe coming off of it. That's a slap in the face to every Native American in the country. That's a great That's a slap point. to history, and the NFL seems to have zero problem with that. So and we could is, also point out you, we could also point out the double standard because the Kansas City Chiefs are just fine, and the Kansas City Chiefs and the Tomahawk Chop and everything that they do is considered just well, fine. Well, the the Naga Naga has worked with the Kansas City Chiefs and helped them reconnect with local tribal leadership. They're safe. I mean, we 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 don't want that erased. No, no, I don't, I don't think it, you should. I think, but but I think because they are willing to let the you know the Chiefs you know exist and and the Buffalo Bills and and many of the other things, then let the Redskins and let Chief uh, the Chief uh, uh, come back and and be and be returned to the position of honor and 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 also recognition and and history and the legacy of him and his tribe and uh, and and all of the Native American uh, history that you talk about. Let that come back as well, uh, Billy Deacon. The uh, Midwest Director of NAGA, the Native American Guardians Association, thank you for sharing the story with us. Uh, thank you for including the Indians here in Cleveland in this uh, in this fight as well. But I certainly wish you the very best in what is no doubt going to be an uphill climb against the powerful NFL uh, in restoring that history. I uh, thank you so much for telling the story, Billy. Thank you so much. Appreciate you. God bless you. 9.56. Time out now. News after that. Dr. Everett Piper after that. And then... We will uh, take your phone calls. You want to react to this? And I suspect you will. Stay here. Always write Radio 8. Three-star general Michael J. Flynn, head of the Pentagon Intelligence Agency, knew all the government's dirty secrets. He was one of the most respected generals in the military. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He understood its funding. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. The explosive new documentary, Flynn, deliver the truth, whatever the cost, and covers the facts behind this scandal. Flynn told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. I find out the worst enemy that I'm going to face in my life is right here in America. They took my assessment and they wanted me to change it. I was like, I'm not changing it. They had to get rid of Flynn. With in-depth interviews, archival footage, and never-before-seen personal record to the man behind the headlines. I just felt like I was drowning. Flynn. Deliver the truth, whatever the cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to salemnow.com. salemnow.com.